BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, guys. This is Yosef Martin with Scott Clary. And now today we're going to be talking about scaling a business to a couple hundred millions. In my case, it was 500 million. And I feel like... The biggest point is that there's a major difference between taking a business from 1 to 10 or 1 to 50 million all the way to 500. And there is a reason why it's different and why it's hard. And why people screw it up. And why people screw it up because you eventually have to gross a different mindset Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of like start all over again. So when you reach about, say, in my case, about 50 million, we needed to restart the whole business all over again. You had to get uncomfortable again from, say, 30 employees. We could not understand why we can scale. By the way, another thing is not just the mindset, it's the people. So you are there's people yes. that are good for 0 to 1, 1 to 10, 10 to maybe 50 or 10 to 100. That's a different skill set. And then taking a company public or taking it to a $500 million exit. And anytime when it's anyone, anytime when, whenever you ask yourself, yeah, but what's the difference? I remember when someone told me, look, a $50 million business is not a $20 million. It's not a hundred million dollar. And then my partners told me, uh, they're, they've seen sizes of companies and they said, look, 50 million at the time I had 50, they said 50 million is not going to be a $500 million business. Your whole business, your whole organization will have to change. And I didn't really understand. I said, but why? And I, honestly, until I got to it, I, I didn't realize why. And the biggest part that I, I kind of like learned that there is a major difference between 50 to 250. And even looking at investors, there are big brackets of, of uh, like big private equities that would not invest in any business that's not, that doesn't gross less than 250 million. And they don't care if you are 5 billion or 250, that's okay for them. But about a 200 million, 250, that's their. And when asked, but why? And they said, well, because those who figure it out how to get to 250, they can scale forever. Mm-hmm. But to get to 250, Sometimes you can kind of like steam, kind of like run with your last what steam. Was the, what was the biggest thing? Like so, out of it's like from zero to two fifty. No, no, I meant sorry. What was the one point that you had the most difficulty with moving past? About fifty. About what 50. was it at fifty? Okay, what happened? Um, we had thirty employees. That's good, actually, for fifty million. Well, yes, uh, it, it was actually good That's for, very, for very good. where we were close to five hundred. Where we had about one hundred and fifty. But the problem I had wasn't the number of employees; it was the fact that it wasn't tiered. Right? It was me and uh, and two other guys, and then it was a bunch of uh, and then yeah, 20, 28 or twenty seven other. people. Yeah, so it was very, very flat, and we couldn't really find the next person. We didn't know in what direction. And every time I looked at a more structured organization, they were able to take on a lot more projects and scale. 
And I'll give you an example, right? Let's just say you want to go and do a partnership with Sephora. Usually there's a team that does that. Now I had very junior team. I didn't know how to find those industry people. I didn't know how to develop that department to be in the side and who do the report and you bring a person and they don't know how. So to get to a point that it's a more structured business that I don't have to be involved in every part of the business was the first challenge. And for that, I had to redo the whole business, kind of like everything. So whoever was the COO, which was doing amazing, I told him, look, man, you can't stay the COO because you haven't gone to those heights, neither mm-hmm. myself. I need to hire a COO and uh, someone who've done this. And I had to kiss lots of frogs until I get the princess, which was actually a guy, but we didn't kiss or anything like that. But that was, <laughs> his name is Eric. Um, and uh, the idea was that I had to get a person that had a, he got into a company at 50 and then he left when they were about 2 billion. So he has seen that path. He had the exact path that you needed. Yes. And that's when you bring that person and that one person kind of like redo the whole org chart under me and help me take it to where so it So let me ask you be. one more question on this because there's this can go on forever, but we'll keep it No, but that, by one yeah. thing, this is just about the org chart. Yeah. There's a couple other things that you just have to be there to realize because every business is different. Can I ask about the org chart before you go to sure, the other sure. one? Okay. Yeah. So the, the one thing is... Uh, when you're looking for that person to take it to the next level, is there any wiggle room in finding somebody that would have come in at 25 or 30 or 10 and scaled? Or do you really only want somebody that's walked the exact path? Well, no one was doing my exact path because mine was a subscription box. No, no, but I mean, the revenue was the right point. You brought someone else I mean, else no, the, the idea is that you go into someone that have seen a company changing tremendously right from 100 he was doing it from 100 to 200 so you you can't really find every from the yeah i mean i wish i could right but it doesn't and sometimes they're not good the idea is that your business has to be attractive enough for them and then you have to be convincing enough for them Mm -hmm. uh and then when they because he had to leave his job those people don't sit down with no job looking for a job is another good yeah no you have to hit those who have a job already and you say, well, in my space, no one does exactly what I do. So I'll just, the only commonality is it's e-com. Okay, let's go to someone that was doing e-com. So we went to someone that was in Chewy and after the exit, it was easy to, to, to hire people from Chewy. But usually this is where you want to go. You want to go to companies that just exit and you find their top executives or VPs. Sometimes the VP is better than executive because he's more like hands-on and he's seen a lot. And now you can give them a C-level job, which they want to keep it on the resume. And that's going to be much more instrumental. But you have to be, you can't go to someone that just cash out on millions because they went public and billion, multi-billion dollar business. And then you're doing, say, 700000 a year and you think you can hire it. They're not, it's not your time yet. Get it to about 10, 20, 30, 50 million in sales. Then you can position it where you say, look, we grow fast enough and we can bring those people. Now, this is one thing, right? The other part is... One, if you were going through that, you're probably going to make it. This is probably the most instru- in, important part. You'll have to redo the org chart. Now, if you, if you go into a point where your business just doesn't grow because your product is not good, that's a different story. But it, let's just say your business is, is growing too fast. You don't know how to control it. Things are falling apart because of that then you just need to have a person that's going to help you stabilize it and then hire underneath all the management team. And you don't have to do it. You can focus on building where they can build the org chart underneath you. Is there any other main things you want to go into? I feel this is this is the number Good. one that happened in my case. All Overall, it's important for you to understand you're going to have to get uncomfortable. I'm sure that there are plenty of other 
companies that can tell you completely different stories because some started like people, structure. People, I think, is one of the most important. People is, is, is everything, yeah. It's, it's everything. And then, you know, it's the CEO. It's just, I mean, shall I say this? You got to be good with what you do. It's not, it really comes to the head. Like if, if you're wrong with what you're doing and you're attacking Russia in the winter and you walk through the sand, the, the, the snow and then you're going to die if your product is not good. If, look, as, as a person, I mean, we'll talk about this on my next, on our next podcast. It's all about the product. It's all about the product. If the CEO is not that type of guy, then it doesn't matter who he's going to hire. Right. So they're much more than that. But assuming everything else works, you're growing so fast, but you just can't scale and you don't know how to build this. This is your catalyst and it's it's people. Let someone else who've done this before. All right. OK, that's it for today. If you enjoyed, please subscribe on YouTube. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can download and listen to it wherever you get your podcasts or on liquidityandliquor.com.